Welcome to Sacred Cows, a podcast where we ask the age-old question, why do we do what we do? My name is Daniel. And I'm Bria. And each week we will look at life or family or the church and ask questions to help us as we journey through life together. So grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and come and chat with us. Thanks for joining us. Episode six of Sacred Cows. Are they though? (laughs) You just like saying it like that. I, I do. It's the meme. What? What's the meme? It's from Thor. Uh, Thor Ragnarok when he's speaking to Hulk. Oh, and he's like, he's like I it, like him better or something. Yeah, it's like Bruce is so much better or oh. Hulk is so much better. Yeah, is anyways. He he and we're going off the rails. That's <laughs> that only, okay. That only took 10 seconds. Sacred Cows. I, I don't know where you Sacred are. Sacred Cows Christmas version. I yes. feel like we need like jingle bells in it's the back. It's true, right? Jing, jingle, 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 jingle. Uh, that didn't that work. That was lame. No? Yeah. So for wherever, whatever time, wherever you are listening from, uh, it is full-blown Christmas season it is. here in Canada. It is. Uh, just go to a mall or go to a store. Yeah. Um, well, well, it's no, been it's, it's full-blown since like before Halloween. Yeah, I think that's before true. Halloween was over, they had Christmas decor. Yeah. And there's many things that we do at Christmas. And if you're like us, you, you probably don't question it. Right. You're probably it's just... Christmas. We, it's Christmas. It's what we do. Yeah. Christmas is probably one of those times where you can get away. It's Christmas and Easter. The two big church holidays yep. where you can like get away with tradition. With doing and, weird stuff. And don't ask questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you just, you know, it's what happened. Yeah. I don't care if the wise men were not at the manger. I'm including them in the nativity scene. I don't Because care. I paid $200 for this nativity <laughs> from Costco. <laughs> True. So I'm going we to just, include them. We just set that up yesterday. It's true. The uh, yeah, the the what do I what do I want to say? The standard, the standard yes. Costco nativity set Absolutely. that we all have. That when it went on sale, every Salvation Army Corps picked one up. Does stuff at Costco go on sale? I don't know. Well, I think that's wrong. Is it already I think discount that's fake prices? News. Costco, hit us up. Let us know. You want to sponsor this segment? Go ahead, hit us up. But today we are going to look. Well, we're going to look at a few things over the next yeah, week, for sure. um, specifically due to the Christmas. But today, because we are just days away from the the exciting first Sunday of Advent, we're mm. going to look at Advent and the sacred what cow of it? Advent. Yeah, yeah. And we've had some interesting conversations, you yeah, and I, about true. oh my goodness, what is it? Right? What mm. actually is Advent? Um, if you talk about Advent with normal folk that sounds so bad if you talk about advent with just like your friends and people who are not in the church everyone sees it as the chocolate calendar or the toy or the lego well advent itself has become quite the uh business because you can get the lego ones for like eight hundred dollars but we all have an idea no matter what your background is of advent because it's the chocolate calendars that was created in germany however many years ago um not german chocolate though now i'll tell you that yeah it's It's like the the plastic chocolate Mm. that tastes like plastic <laughs> they just they just melt down all the chocolate bunnies that don't sell on easter and then just that's repackage true. it and put true. it in some cardboard that's and say reduce Merry Christmas. reuse and recycle is that I mean, like the new thing i think so but we want to actually look at the church celebration of advent yes like what we all do we yes. all know it's the first sunday of advent yeah. so the christmas decorations are going to be up the advent wreath is going to be there yes the church leaders are frantically looking for the purple can- candle candles <laughs> in, the in the larger and then christ it, yeah, candle yeah, yeah. and then uh, is it burnt down too much or like right. then you gotta Can we like reuse reverse, these from last year you no, reverse we can't. the order right because the last purple candle no the candle purple candle that was lit first last year yes. 
is now lit last this year because it's gone down too That's far. That's right. See, I remember the it's inner like, secrets. It's like it's like purple candle, purple candle, purple candle, pink candle, yeah. then white Christ candle. Yes. Because no one I don't knows know. why. <laughs> exactly. That's what we're talking about today. Because as we approach Christmas, Christmas the color gets more diluted. The color over gets time. a little bit more diluted and we get closer to white. Oh my goodness. The, anyways. I like purple. You keep your purple candles then, man. So we just did a quick, a real quick Google, right? Yeah, a r- really course. quick Google. History of Advent within the church. What is it? Where did it start? And the common, really super common answer was nobody knows no one knows <laughs> nobody can put a date times. no one yep. can put a date or by who it looked different ways right when it started and and if you I, i'm doing air quotes right now for when it started yes because yeah no one actually knows right and really so basically what advent is is it's the remembering that jesus was born Yes. And it's the looking forward to a second coming. Yes. Right? And sometimes, actually, we've read that it's reversed. Right. It's looking to the second coming first and then, then focusing that Jesus on was Jesus born. was born. Right? And like I said, it's really not known when it started. No one really knows. There's there, our first clue. There was there there's clue number one. <laughs> there's clue number one. There was, like, kind of talk about it amongst a group of monks way back when. Just but chilling, it was sitting around their it monastery. Was, <laughs> they were just chilling. But they it were was cold. for fasting. They were like, we need fire. Oh, I only have four candles. Three of them are purple. One of them is pink. Do. Drop the purple candle. Yeah. And then one dude came in. The purple Fran- candle's done. Yeah, and then Brother Francis came in and said, I got a big candle. Let's put that one in the middle. You're crazy. That's Advent. No. So the monks, when they were doing it, it was for fasting. So they did fasting for the whole month of December. Okay? So this is the first yeah. kind yeah. of like historical, like this is maybe where some of it started. Yeah. But it had to do with fasting. Yes. Okay? So do they we, were cold and they could Do eat. we fast today? Not during Christmas. Sometimes I dry fast. We don't fast during Christmas. Have you I'll, seen I'll those chocolate tell calendars? tell you that. Yeah. So, like I said, there's really no, like, when did this start? No. How did it start? Why did this start? Right? And, I mean, there can be a bunch of different things. But yes. that's really the general answer of it. So then we looked at, okay, okay, so what about the Advent wreath? Because yes. that's super common, let's, let's right? Let's break it down to what we see normally on a Sunday, on Sunday in church. In church. Um, and the biggest thing is the Advent wreath. Right. And that was started in the 16th century. By a German guy, yep. of course. We were just talking about uh, yeah. Germans are They're they created the Volkswagen, they, um, yeah. right? That's. I'm pretty sure Adam and Eve were German. <laughs> However, it wasn't until a few centuries later that it actually started to look like we know it. And even at that, yeah. it still didn't look at it. So it was created by, again, another German guy who was serving in like a, a mission to homeless people. Yep. And the children were super, super impatient for Christmas. Yeah. So he created this wooden wreath and it had 19 holes and it had four candles. Yeah. So each day they would like, or sorry, each they had 19 holes of smaller candles and then four bigger candles. So each day yes. they would light one and it was teaching the kids to be patient and waiting for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got monks who are fasting. You've got a German guy with annoying kids. Yeah. <laughs> Still not Still not Still drawn any conclusions that what we do today, what right? We do today, yes. Right. So really, what we have noticed right away is that there was a million different ideas of who, what, where, when, and why. Yes. Even when you break it down further, and we looked at the Advent wreath in particular, right? There was a ton of how you do it, how many candles you have, what colors are the candles, how big right. is the wreath, where do right. you position the wreath, where what does it go in the church, the candles? who lights the candles, right? Yeah. So when that stuff happens, when no one really understood stands why we do it, where it started, who, what, where, and why, that should be your first clue. How. That should be the first clue of 
I'm going to go read my Bible. That's right. Right? Because that's the authoritative word. That's yes. what we should be going back to. So we looked in the Bible. Spoiler guess alert. guess what we found? There's nothing, nothing to do with Advent in the Bible, right? And, and I, I think was, we all know that. <laughs> and we were joking before that. Because if it was in the Bible, it would be read every Advent season. Right. That the disciples gathered together, brought their wreaths, and... Yeah, you're really and, on this. Disciples you know, had an Advent wreath. And, and Simon, also known as Peter, was in charge of candles, and he couldn't find any matching ones. So he's like, this is what I got. And so it ended up being three purple, one pink, and one white. And they were like, yeah, well, Jesus is pure, so we'll put the white one in the middle. That's not found in Scripture. No, that's not. Absolutely not. not. So really, it kind of really made us stop and think, okay, like, we have so much stuff, which is the point of this podcast, so much stuff that we do that we have no idea why we're doing it. And then Advent, which is one of, like, these exciting times. We use the word Advent all the time. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, Mm -hmm. and I think we knew this, but all of a sudden you realize there's no biblical real backing to this basically it's in the church it's really deeply liturgical so that means it's probably rooted in like catholic methodist yes anglican where the churches and when i say liturgical i mean very how do i word that very uh, like um, the time you of year you follow the things. church calendar right. and this was just part of the church liturgy the but church even calendar. in their church services it's yes. very ordered they yes. do certain um, readings certain things stand up yep. sit down etc etc we yeah. went to uh or orthodox i think it was yes when we were in Winnipeg. super interesting very interesting super confusing uh, very <laughs> smelly because they had incense yes, and two times to the dry cleaner it was still in still my clothes a little bit smelly, but that's okay so that's okay but really that's the basis of advent is yes. it's very liturgical things. it is one of those traditional things that have just been passed down right from generation that we've to just adopted as yes. evangelical churches yep. um as just something that we do right it's of just something that we do so if you know daniel and i at all or if you don't you realize very quickly that we don't like that answer no i don't we, we don't all. like the we do it because we've always done an answer yes. um because that just gets you in trouble yes. most of the time. Yep. So really, what's the point of Advent? What When we look at the Bible, yeah. when we look at Christmas, when we know that Jesus is coming back again, yes. why should we do Advent? Why should it be a sacred cow? Yeah. If it, if, even if it should be one. And for those of you who are maybe screaming at your phones or in the car, wherever you're listening from, and you're screaming all of these different purposes of what Advent means to you, and you're saying, how dare you? This is, this is Christmas season. We don't, <laughs> you just do Advent. For all of you, I would, I would ask you to question all of these reasons that you're coming up with right now right. as you're listening. This is why we do Advent. Right. I would challenge you and say, really? Right. A- right. And I would ask you as you're thinking of these reasons right. to really look at am i just saying this because these are the typical church answers that i need to give this is right. why we do advent right. and how is that showing in your day-to-day life beyond the scripture reading the prayer and the lighting of the candle on sunday exactly how is that progressing beyond that yeah. and i think advent and i and I love Advent. I love the time of Advent. I We have a ton of resources that we use here yes, in the house. Sure. The kids love them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, I do see Advent has turned into something that we feel that we have to do, but it doesn't actually affect our salvation whatsoever. Yes. And 
we personally believe there is absolutely nothing wrong with doing these things no, or like that's not what baptism or the absolutely. Lord's Supper, um, how we usually practice it in the church. Yes. Um, there's nothing wrong with practicing those things, especially if they help you grow closer to Christ. However, they're things that are not necessary to do. And sometimes they become stumbling blocks. Yes, and sometimes absolutely. we go through the motions of Advent. We sit there and we sometimes painfully watch the person who's trying to get the lighter, you know, the yep, <laughs> but the lighter fluid is worn out. And, the, and you yep. know what I mean? It just becomes one of those things that we do and we participate in but we really don't understand why and it Mm -hmm. really ultimately does nothing to further our relationship with god and further the mission of the kingdom absolutely so instead of throwing it out because we don't want to do that no because there's no point there are some good exactly there's no point in throwing it out it's a good foundation but we can take it beyond foundation and start building on top of it right so if used properly advent can be a great tool to learn and to grow closer to jesus yes and even to grow closer to those we're in community with and to those we're journeying along with right Mm -hmm. our church family our immediate family our kids our marriage whatever whatever it is advent can be a great tool to do that yeah if used properly so so the question is how do we use it how do you use it properly right and the first thing is we we got to understand it. Yeah. There is nothing more painful in the world, and not just church topics. There's nothing more painful in the world than watching somebody ask another person a question and that person should know the answer. Of course. And watching them like have no idea or stumble through it or just give a really, really bad answer. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. nothing there's nothing worse, yeah. right? There's absolutely nothing worse. Yeah. I mean, you bring that you bring that into the church. Usually, it's that typical answer that is really a Sunday school answer, right? And we don't go beyond those, right? Um, and there's really no scriptural base for the right. answer, and it's not very theologically sound, right? But these are the answers we've been told, or we've just been given over and over and over, so they lose all meaning with us, right? But it's kind of the answers we've created, right? I'm just off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of an example, and I can't. Well, I, I, I think we kind of talked about it a, li- a little bit when we talked about in the episode about church jargon, about some of these fancy words that we use, but we just yes, we don't yep. know them. Like asking Jesus into your heart. Yeah, what we does just that say mean? That and what does that mean? And the Bible says nothing about asking Jesus into your heart. Right. So if someone came up to you and said, like, what's Advent? What do you guys do for Advent? If I would challenge you to think, even right now, what would your answer be? That's right. Is it, well, we light candles. Well, why? What's the point of lighting candles? Yes then what's your answer? Uh, because mm. of this, you know what I mean? Why is this one yeah. purple? Why is it pink? And I know that there are explanations for yep. these things, but do they make sense? Yes. Are they going to just make you look like a crazy person who just yeah. does things? And we all just do things out of tradition and there's nothing wrong with for it. Sure. But when it comes to the church, we live in a day and age now where we really need to understand yeah. who we are, <laughs> whose we are, and, and why we do the things that we do. Yes. Right? So I think the first thing to really use Advent for the proper tool it could be used for is to understand it. And to take it one step further when, you know, you're thinking, if, if someone asks you or you're just thinking right now, what is Advent and what right. do we do? Right. Um, I would also be careful to say that your answer doesn't make you hypocritical. So you're giving an answer, but you're not practicing it yourself. Very true. So you're saying, oh, this is the point of Advent. We we have a devotion or we, we think upon the birth of Christ and his coming and we look forward to it and we show that through x y and z and right. i'd be careful because you might be presenting something that you yourself are not doing right you're just giving the churchy kind of religious answer that makes you look good right um so just 
beware of that. Understand it and live it, really. as a very nice Canadian-German young man said, Jesus knows your heart. <laughs> That's true. He does. So number two, you understand it? Number two, there's so many great studies out there. Do there Do an yep. Advent study. Just like everything else in our Christian life, it should not only happen on Sunday. Yes. Advent is not a nice reading and lighting of a candle on Sunday. It, it should be those four weeks of up course. to Christmas. So yes. get a study. There are so many studies out there. It's kind of, yeah. it's kind of, yeah. it's a lot. But there's so many studies out there. And I love them because they really, um, for adults, the ones for adults, most of them, they really go through like the Old Testament and the prophecies and how, and it really helps you understand like the excitement of Christmas a little yeah. bit more. This was prophesied for like 400 years yeah. and yeah. then they had to wait. And like, it's just, it helps you understand that thread of jesus that you can see all throughout the bible that's right so so study it do a study just don't like don't just do it on sundays yeah. and when you look at a study like bria said there are numerous i would recommend doing one or trying to find one that actually has you open your bible very true um and i understand there's some that are they give the scripture right in it and yeah. you read that that's fine I, I that's fine too but i would still say find one that that opens a physical Bible right. because there's usually something before the scripture that you read and after the scripture that you read right. that will make what you just read um, more complete yeah. and can help you understand it a little bit more of the context, what's going on. Yeah. So ultimately, uh, ultimately this idea of Advent studies is growing deeper and deeper in our faith. Yeah. And if there's simple steps that we can take, like saying, I need a study where I need to open my physical Bible or go on my iPad or yeah. something where you can see kind of all the text. Yeah. There's a lot there. Yeah. Um, so just kind of help you grow deeper in your faith a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I think we, um, yeah, we don't like recommending resources that are going to cost you money. Yeah. Because um, it's the Bible. You can access the Bible that. Be free to but all. there is, Absolutely. there's, if you, um, if you have a phone or, um, a product where you download apps on, there's the version Bible app, which has a oh, lot of a studies. Ton of studies on that. Um, yes. I always read the She Reads Truth one and you can do that online and I'm pretty sure it's free. If it's not free, it's very, very inexpensive. Yes. You can order the physical book, which you actually have to pay for, but there's a She Reads Truth, He Reads Truth, Kids Reads Truth. Yeah. <laughs> we all read truth. Um, but there's really great ones there that really bring bring you through the story of Christmas, which yeah. started way before the actual birth of Jesus. Of so course. we understand it and live it because I like that you added that. Um, number two, do like do an Advent study. Immerse yeah. yourself in it more than just Sundays. Yep. Like if you have, right? If you have a family, if you have teenagers, young kids, do some prepping in advance and, yeah. and include them. Yeah. Um, if you have teenagers, plan with them that maybe one of the times they are doing it. Right. They're the ones that are leading it. They're the ones that are, uh, I mean, I'm just going off the deep end here. Uh, if you do a, a craft or do something with yeah. it, yeah. that it's not just you, uh, husband or, or wife, or if, I mean, if you're a single parent, just you doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, really take the time and plan it in advance. I mean, this is, this is Jesus we're talking about. Right. It's kind of the author and perfecter of our faith. Yeah. Being a little biblical there and yeah. a little theological, yeah. but he deserves our time. everything that we have to offer. He deserves our time and our energy. Yeah. Uh, so put some, put some thought yep. into it. So number three. Number three. Actually do something. That's the important thing. I think um, y our, our faith is so important. Reading the Bible is so important. But if reading the Bible and growing in your relationship with God doesn't um, 
move you to do something, yes. then I think you're doing it wrong. Absolutely. Right? So if we're understanding Advent, we're reading scripture and, and doing a study, then do something with it. Maybe that's a service project. Maybe exactly. it's inviting people to read along with you. Um, maybe it's, you know, switching up some of the ways that we do Christmas yep. because the the Bible likes to flip stuff on mm-hmm. its head sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Changing changing things, actually doing something. Yeah. Um, every year, I mean, we have small kids, so it it's we are very choosy about the things that we do because it takes a lot of time and energy. And yes, we're tired. Um, but really, we just do really little things. Like we we bake, but only for like the two people who live beside us or yes, three people. Like right. we don't bake thousands of cookies and go no. everywhere. Do you no. know what I mean? Our kids deliver that way. Um, um, we work for the Salvation Army, so there's a lot of built-in stuff that we can do for our kids. For we sure. give out toys and Christmas hampers and all that kind of stuff. Bring, bring back the old-fashioned carols thing. But do you know what I mean? Yes. But there's so many things you can do. There's so many churches. Your local church, I'm sure, does something or needs yes. help with something. Yeah, like you say, go caroling if you I can mean, sing. How, even if you can't, just go out and sing. <laughs> <laughs> it's great no but it's true right just go and do some of those things um that we're learning about during christmas right like go go and do some and use i I mean if you're doing a devotion or or a study or even just reading your bible this advent season um make this a season of asking you know maybe more than other seasons because i'm hoping you're doing this anyways but that god you'll speak me through your word to help me move to action Mm. not just what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but make that part of your prayer mm-hmm. that God will give opportunities that the Holy Spirit will show up in crazy ways. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, we say this, a lot of people don't like to hear this, but he will guide you. Yeah. You're, you're going to be okay. You're not going to make a fool of yourself. That's okay. Yeah. Um, even if you feel that way, God yeah. can use our mess and our mistakes for his glory, but we got to step out and, and do and, and try. So make that kind of part of your prayer as as you do this yeah absolutely i think yeah christmas has become so commercialized and then on top of that just the individualism that's in the world right now it's uncomfortable sometimes to step out and to do and to serve or to ask people how they are right christmas makes that a little bit easier christmas makes it so that we can do some of those things and people don't maybe look at us as crazy because they're thinking oh it's christmas they're happy but really just do something christmas is about the celebration that god is with us now. Emmanuel, Jesus was born. Yep. God is with us. That's not something that we're going to keep in our houses no. and, and hide in a corner as and, and not share it as much, years. right? Yeah. We want people to know that God, this didn't happen just for a select few. That's <laughs> this, right. This, he happened for everyone, yeah. right? Jesus died on the cross for whosoever believes. So um, yeah, let's not keep that to ourselves. Let's do something and the, or sorry, share that. And the best way to share that is by doing something really do something so we understand it um we look at maybe studying the scripture a little bit more this year do an advent series do something with your family um take what you understand and put it into practice so do something and finally and i think this might be and i know you're probably thinking well this can't be the most important one (laughs) i think it is yeah um have fun yeah it doesn't need to be this serious Mm -mm. thing Mm-mm. at all and when i mean at all i mean at all yeah. it's uh, we, it's we just, have a, we've we, sucked the joy out of a lot we have. and then especially in the church yeah. breaking it down even more 
especially in the Salvation Army during this time of year, we we're wear busy. busyness as a badge of pride yeah. instead of saying, we're having fun. Yes. Like, this is a fun time of year. It is. And if you've lost the joy of that and you don't feel like it's fun because of circumstances or things yeah. that have happened past Christmases or life <laughs> – Yep, <laughs> in yep. general, um, we we get that. We really do. Yeah. We're, we're not saying that if you're not having fun that you're a bad person That's and you're right. horrible. But it's a choice to. It, it is. Right? It's a choice to choose the joy. We like. Is there a joy candle? I don't even know. Who knows? Sometimes there's a joy uh, candle. Sometimes, sometimes there's not. But we do. We talk about the joy of Christmas. But that joy of Christmas kind of leaves us when we leave the church. Yeah. <laughs> or we leave. Yeah. Like, it's not fun anymore. All of a sudden, we're yelling at each other for this or that, or we're yelling at our kids for this, or we're stressed yeah. out over gifts or baking or, or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we've really have done a great job of sucking the joy out of it. Mm. And then there's also the argument of you can't have Jesus and do chocolate advent calendars, or you can't believe in Jesus and allow your kids to, you know, participate in Santa and do all of that. You can't have either or it's one or the other. Yeah. And it's just, you know what? We can be so rooted and grounded in Jesus, and we can root and ground our kids deeply in Jesus, that participating in some of these cultural stuff is not going to kill you. No. It's just not, right? And I think having those fights and saying, you're not as Christian as me because your kids believe in Santa or you do X, Y, and Z, oh my goodness. Just sucking the joy right out of it, right? We're just sucking the joy out of it. Do you honestly think you're doing any good by... By doing that at all yeah i don't i don't think so anytime we're kind of putting someone else down for the sake of what they do or yeah. how they things that do not affect your salvation thank you things that do not affect your salvation is yeah. there, there can't be good yeah. out of that yeah. yeah and i mean it sounds so and silly if you, and if you're yeah. going to put them down you best be the example to show how it's done then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have biblical backing. I think the, the it sounds so silly, but when people, I've talked to people about Santa and stuff like that, it's like, do we really think there's going to be a line in heaven? And for those people who believed in Santa or let their kids believe in Santa, then they're, further back in they're the either line. further back in line or not. Get, do we really think, like, do you know what I mean? I know. Now, when know. Santa becomes more important than X, Y, and Z or whatever, that's a different story. But that's what I mean by of being, course. it tells us in the Bible to be like rooted and built up in christ that's right and that's what it means to live in the world right (laughs) to to share to practice this emmanuel god with us to show other people that Um, i'm not saying we have to participate in everything that's cultural but it just means that we've got to bring the joy back in christmas of course bring it back right so there's four simple ways let's go over them just one more time so it's understand advent Look into the history of it and you realize it's all over the place. So that should speak volumes. Uh, understand Advent. Um, look at an Advent series. Do something as a family. Study the Word of God. Be in prayer together maybe a little bit more this Christmas season. Um, that will lead you to number three to actually do something. Don't just use the big church words or say we do this on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But there's six other days in the week that we can celebrate Advent. That uh-huh. we can be an Advent example to our communities. And finally... Have fun doing it. Right. Um, let's bring the joy back to Christmas. Yeah. And uh, not just be consumed by the busyness and everything that's going on. Right. But to truly understand who the season is for. Right. What we're celebrating. And know that we can have fun. Right. It. We don't have to be serious. And Advent is one of those sacred cows that I think it's become a sacred cow for... It should be a sacred cow. Yes. But it's, it's become, one of those twofold things, it's right? It's become a sacred cow for the wrong reason. Yes. So it's almost like let's just reclaim it. 
to a certain extent. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. do away with the reefs and the readings no. and all that stuff, but I'm just saying let's really understand what we're holding close yes. about Advent. Yes. Is it the fact that we get to do readings and light candles or show and it's the first Sunday of Advent, mm. the third Sunday of Advent, or is it the fact that we are remembering that Jesus was born in the lowliest of places mm-hmm. that our king stepped down from his throne to be born, to be Emmanuel, to be God amongst us. And he's coming back again. Yeah. It doesn't stop there. Yeah. He's coming back again. And that should be the sacred cow of Advent. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And remember, as 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. May you find that peace in your questioning.